0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and a very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number. Contacted by Anne Norris. Anne, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Well, your your brother is one of one thousand three hundred and twenty people under sixty five years of age who are currently in nursing homes, which are primarily for people over sixty five. There's no dedicated nursing home for people under sixty five. What's the situation at the moment? Uh, situation is, Joe, that uh, my brother Chris has been, he spent the last 12 years misplaced in a nursing home, which, as you're right in saying, is is for the elderly. It's not mm-hmm. for a 54-year-old man. And he was 41 when he went into a nursing home. So unfortunately, when he fell, he inquired, acquired a brain injury and he, from hospital, was put into a nursing home because, as you rightly said, there is no other environment or was no other environment mm-hmm. at that time for him. So he has unfortunately spent the last 12 years regressing wow. in a nursing home. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard to see because the, the capabilities are there. He has so much ability, but 100% he's regressing where he is. And he had a fall when he was only 41. 41, yeah. He fell, fell down the stairs at home and... He was taken then, he was sent a, a time in hospital and he was in rehab and from there he mm-hmm. was sent to a nursing home in Trim. Um, he's, spent, he's, he's been in three different nursing homes, so it's, it's not the individual nursing home per se, it's the environment mm-hmm. that's not suitable to somebody with an acquired brain injury. No more than any of the other yeah. 1,300 that are um, in, in a similar position, be it that they've had a car accident or they have MS or this is this is not the right environment for somebody under the age of 65 and as I say he was 41 when he went in mm-hmm. he's 54 now and we you know the thought of him spending one more day there never mind one more year is 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 very hard and who, who's paying for the nursing home place so he's under what your listeners will probably be familiar with the fair deal yeah, scheme, yeah. which is which is funding. It's a funding model for okay. elderly people. So in other words, um, the state the state is, is playing a major. The state uh, is paying. Is playing. He, he makes a contribution. Yeah. yeah, he makes a contribution, but the state are, yeah. are providing that. And so in other words, the state word, the state are spending money. You want them to spend it in a different place, basically. We are just looking for a shift in the funding model. So the funding model he's under is fair deal. This would fall under disability services. And what's so the what's just, the barrier, Anne? The barrier is that we've been told we've we've found an uh, an independent uh, assisted living mm-hmm. uh, environment for him, which he's keen to move to, um, and it, it, it couldn't be more ideal for him. It'll give him an enhanced uh, quality of life. Okay. And we have found this solution for him. We've brought it to the HSE, and we're being told that. Uh, the independent living solution is not registered with HICWA but HICWA don't register independent assisted living HICWA register nursing homes they inspect, so that's yeah, the barrier yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the barrier that, that we've come up against and um, they've also stated that there was no care provision in, in the independent living solu- mm-hmm. solution that we found but again we've alleviated that because the the home that he was going to 
it's attached to a nursing home and they have they have uh, qualified that they can provide care a care package as part of that. So there really is, from our view, no barrier to this. It's just a matter of the HSE recognising that there is a human person behind it. Yeah. It's not a statistic. It's not just one of 1,300. Yeah. We have found this solution. We've handed it to them on a plate and they've pushed the plate away and said, we're not hungry. But that's not good enough. Um, and I looked up the nursing home that he's currently in and it's in Hickwell, yeah. in the Hickwell report, it's absolutely excellent. Generally, yeah, very, 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 and I've read, he, I've read a lot of them to, lately. Yeah, uh, it's he has excellent. Been to three, Joe. Yeah, he has been to three. It's, it's not as I say, the nursing home yeah, yeah. per se. It's, it's the environment. You imagine a man of fifty-four in an environment with, with old people who, you know, it's, yeah. it's a very different environment. He needs to have his his own independence of life. Okay. You know, he has he has school friends, long-term school friends, but. That all of that is severed. They're 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 men of of the same age. They're not going to go into a nursing home. It's very hard, you know, mm-hmm. for even his family to call to a nursing home to see him. He has nieces and nephews. His own door, his own, which he deserves to have. Okay. It opens up a whole new world there. It opens up a whole different social environment for him. Now I remember we did a case like this. It's a it's a few years ago now, but my memory of the yeah. outcome very similar. But my memory of the outcome. And it was it was half and half. The individual involved was eventually able to get to buy his own house, but the HSE provided uh, care. You know, what I mean, assisted living in the house. They had two or three people coming every day. Would that would that be suitable for for your, your brother Michael's injuries? Well, yeah, it's Chris. It's, it was Chris. He's, sorry. Um, yeah, no, you're okay. He look, we've we've determined that he has a home, but it's mm. it. What we have found with this home, as he gets older, you know, he has the security of being in an environment where it's attached to a care centre. Okay. Um, and we just feel that that is, a, you know, mm. going forward, that's a better environment for him. And has there been you know, any change? You mentioned that uh, Chris fell down the stairs. He was only 41. I don't know who mm. who found him or how he was discovered because he was... It's, well, it's the hand of God that he's alive, Joe, yeah. to be honest with you, because he was, he lay there for a period of time. He lived alone. He wasn't married. He doesn't have children. Okay. Um, and it, it is a miracle that he's alive. Okay. And he, he kind of defied the odds. He won mm. an award in 2014 for, for an achievement award for how well he had done in light of what he had been through. And that just goes to show the trajectory that he was on, the capabilities that's there. But certainly... You know, we feel in the last four years, I would say, he has regressed and his physical and his mental health would be Mm -hmm. critical. And we're trying to highlight this and get nowhere. If, Uh, if, If we can change his environment, we can change so much for him physically and mentally. You know, yes, and he has the brain injury. You know, there's only so much that yeah, is, yeah. Is, is going to change there. But it's about focusing on ability, yeah. you know. And the new the new location that you're looking at and the family have found, are they yeah. willing to accept, Chris? 100%. 100%. And we're, um, you know, we have the, the full support yeah. there. Um, he has been over to see it himself. He's very keen to move there. But as I say, we're just being hit with these barriers being put in our way. Now, you know, I I am aware 
of, of somebody else who is being funded by the HSE in similar circumstances. So I don't understand this HICWA re- regulation issue because I'm aware of another situation where that hasn't been an issue. So therefore, there's an injustice here to Chris and he deserves this quality of living. He deserves to enhance his life rather than to quote the Ombudsman, I'm sure you're familiar with the, with the Ombudsman's report. Yeah, wasted lives. Waste yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what's happening. His, his life is wasting away. I mean, to think that he's spent 12 years there, yeah. you know, this is, it's time now for action, not barriers being put in our place, you know, saying we can't do this. This is just about joining up dots and saying we'll take the well, funding just, from a lo- here there's a long and we'll move the funding over to here. Yeah, there's a long statement here from the HSC. I can't go through it all, but one paragraph. At community health organisation level, CHO level, each CHO was reviewing individuals aged under 65 currently residing in nursing homes to move to more appropriate living arrangements in line with their will and preference. Um, it's clear what Chris's will and preferences. Once the assessments yeah. have been completed, individuals' needs will be identified. This might include sourcing suitable housing, adapt, uh, adaptions to the house, recruitment of staff, etc. Are you aware of this CHO reviewing individuals' age 65 or under? Now there's 1,320 cases. Well, what I would say to that, Joe, is I would say that that's an answer to obviously a query that you've raised. I can say to you that. Chris has a case manager on the case. We have been told, we have found this solution. There's the solution there. He wants to go there. It's ideal. They can can, um, provide for him. The care can be provided. These barriers are being put in our way to say it's not regulated with, with, it's not registered with HICWA. HICWA don't register, regulate independent nursing homes. So, that, well, they do. No, 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 Hickwa do. Hickwa do inspect private nursing homes. They do in their droves, but Hickwa nursing don't. Nursing homes, yeah, but not regulate. Yeah, they not don't independent regulate living. independent yeah, live, yeah, assisted yeah. living. So, therefore, that's a smokescreen. And as I said to you, so I'm you're saying the HSC, the HSC will not fund anyone in, in an independent living, uh, an independent assisted living centre. Well, it's just a blanket saying, ban. It's a well. They're saying it's a no on that basis for Chris. And we can't accept yeah. that because we know otherwise. Given what the Ombudsman said, that's a, it's a, it's a hard-hitting report. Now, we're, we're Well, used... I mean, the Ombudsman made his recommendations and he's called mm. for funding. And, you know, we have now found the solution as in the home. We've also found the solution to the care. You know, but mm-hmm. this is just about... Well, do the HSE... About... I don't know how far down the road you've got with them. Not very far, it seems. But the, do the HSE come back and say, this is too expensive? No, they, they've they've come out to view it and they're to, fully okay. aware that, that Chris has seen it and that mm. he wants to move there. It's basically the barrier, the, the the end of it is to say that because it's not regulated with HICWA, they can't fund it. Okay. So, yeah, it seems where does that leave us? Yeah. It's about, it's about it's a, it, from our perspective, it's a simple case of shifting funding from one patrol under yeah. one heading, which is fair deal. Okay. And again, these words fair deal, there's, there's nothing fair about where he is. The fair, the fair deal in general is a very good scheme, isn't it, really? It's, yeah, it's, for, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a model a of funding there model, for elderly yeah. people. It is a great scheme. And yeah. it's, you know, but it's, it's not appropriate to him or his circumstances or his age. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, say and you say he did he did improve 
after yeah, uh, initially he well look he did, he defied all odds okay. he was told he wouldn't walk again and I suppose he got an achievement award based on where he was in 2014 okay. and you know I'm highlighting that because again it's, it shows the trajectory he was on it's just the nursing home environment over the years yeah. like that's 10 years ago that yeah, he got yeah. that award 10 years is a long time if you're not in the right environment to continue to regress. Of course it is. And I know he's been, and you're being very fair to the nursing home because it is a good nursing home, but what, mm. what, what, what does, Chris just feels out of place, does he? I can understand it. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's in a room, and, and to put a bit of context on it, uh, Joe, you know, he's in a nursing home living not very far from my parents. Okay. But the issue there is my parents are 82 and 83 years of age. Right. So, they're his parents. They're feeling for him, for him stuck in a nursing home all day, every day. They're going up and bringing him down to their house. Yeah. Now, they're 82 and 83. That's not sustainable. It's not, it's not, okay. never mind, it's not right. That but the, they that do. The Jews, the oh, God, they do take it, him know, out every day. It, that's, yeah, it's they incredible. do because they're Fair feeling so bad. Yeah, about, I know, I know, yeah, I know. But it's not sustainable. Yeah. And it's not right that two elderly people, 82 and 83, have to, have to, to do that for their yeah. son. Yeah, you know, and will the new location is it any more accessible for family? Yes, well, it's 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 nearby, just in a different direction. But yes, and as I say, open to yeah. his friends to call in yeah. nieces and nephews. It's and just the, it's you, a very different environment. And you know, I will say, you know, we all do it. You hop up how many times in in a day and yeah, make a yeah, cup I of know, tea. I know, I know, There's I know. a lot to be said to be able to do that for yourself. Joe, know, as opposed to being told you have your tea now Without at five, thinking you'll about have your it. tea I know, at one. I know, I know. He's institutionalised, and it's wrong. He doesn't need to be. And he the has new so lo- much the, ability there. The new location, Anne. Do they yeah. have they any hints or tips or ideas on how you might break this logjam? No, I mean they've they they're kind of puzzled because we've addressed the care issue um, with regards to the home care package that can be provided at source. Now we're just at this HICWA issue. And as I say, I am aware of another situation that is being funded by the HSE. I'm mm. personally aware of that. So okay. it's it's a smokescreen. Okay. And ultimately, you know, this is about, as I say, he's one of 1,300, but he's my brother. He's, of course. He's a yeah. human yeah. 100%, being. 100%. Deserves, yes. 100%. He deserves yes. the chance at this. And, and, and he's been it's to the, he's been shifting a model of funding. And he's been to the new know? location and he's he likes yeah, it. Yeah, and he's very keen yeah. to move there, yeah. yeah. I looked at the, I looked at their website there this morning. It's fantastic. It's out of this world, it fantastic, really is. Yeah. It's I mean, hats off to them. It's we need to we them, need yeah. that in every in yeah. every nursing home yeah. to afford these people yeah. a, a get out of from where they are. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. Do you know it's a quality of life. You you can't put you can't put a price on that really. Okay. For an enhanced an enhanced way of living. Okay, and well well done. You're a great advocate, and your parents are great advocate and advocates, and. Um, yep. Chris obviously he, he is a great, great man. Every, yeah. Everybody would would do the same. It's, yeah. it's it's just it's about highlighting. I think sometimes, Joe, what happens is you know HSC departments look at things and they say no, we can't do that, but they don't yeah. see that you know there's a, there's a human being behind this, and yeah. it is simply a case of shifting a model of funding from fair deal to disability yeah. services. That's all we're asking, okay. and then this can happen. Okay, and as I say, when I've I've, I've have a little. 
pastime recently of reading through Hickory reports at the weekend and that's when I came across Sally Park a few weeks ago. Now they were due to close because their, their mm. conditions were horrific, fire safety was. Yeah. They were due to close last Wednesday. I presume they have closed. Um, and mm. then Luke and Lodge, I don't know what changes have been made there, but the nursing home you're talking about for your brother is comes out uh, extraordinarily. Well, it, oh, it comes, comes out as it should be, which they're proud of, I'm yeah. sure. A good yeah. nursing yeah. home, compliant in every aspect. And, yeah. and thanks for raising the issue. The, you know, the HSE no, statement not. began, you know, we cannot comment on individual cases, but individual let's cases up there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but as uh, I say, that response that you've been given, you know, I can say to you that it, that's what's happened. The case manager has come out to the nursing home, done an assessment, yeah. okay. they've gone out to the new environment and, you know, all of that has been done and we're being told now. There's still, a, there's still that. It seems like a bureaucratic hurdle. Okay, thanks, 100%. thanks indeed, Anne, and kind thanks regards to Chris. Time, thanks for making the call. Yeah, Joe yeah, at RT.ie five one double five one text. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. An access of a different kind, Olivia O'Donovan. Tell us what happened, Olivia. Hi, Joe. Oh. Um, so I was trying to book the Irish ferries from Rosslair to Pembroke. Yeah. Um, I travel three times a year with my family. Now, my, yeah. um, one of my children is disabled. Okay. So as we try to book, as we always do, when it came down to booking in wheelchair, we were told there was insignificant wheelchair space available. Ah. So then I figured out they're after changing the boat to a boat Shit, called yeah. Norbay. And okay. so this is a new boat introduced and it only offers an economy class service mm-hmm. to Rosslair to Pembroke um, with limited passenger facilities. There's no lifts to the main pe- um, passenger area. Okay. And uh, there's only access by steep staircase. And therefore they're saying it's unsuitable for a person with disability, reduced mobility, young children, buggies. It's an, It's just... I'm very upset over it because we travel like three times a year and we have our holidays booked and we can't the boat. And when did you discover that the, the, so, the ship was inaccessible like that? So last week, um, we, we always go over at Halloween, Easter and we go for an extra few days in June or July. So mm-hmm. we were looking to book for Halloween to go over, or sorry, for Easter mm-hmm. and it told us that it was insignificant wheelchair space. So I rang, I rang three times and mm-hmm. two of them didn't know about it. And then the third person said, yes, you'll have to get on to customer services. And I did. So that was that part. And then we have our holiday in July that's already booked. But now we can't book the boat because the boat is not available in July either. What, hang on, what, um, what, sometimes they change the ship during the high season. What ship is it is doing so, Rosslare to Pembroke in July? So it's the Norbay. So they've introduced Norbay. So the Norbay is from now on. Now they have it in dry dock. Um, since sun, Sunday, I got a message to say it was in dry dock. But when I tried to book this morning, mm-hmm. um, it was telling me that it was Oscar Wilde was running today and that the Norbay was back tomorrow. Um, so if I go to book for July, it's the Norbay boat will be on. So there's no accessibility then for wheelchair. It also doesn't take foot passengers. 
Yeah, but you know, and like when we're but if there's no if boat, if a ferry and God, God knows I travelled on, on a few of them with three three young children. Um, if a ferry doesn't have a lift, it's not just it's not just inaccessible to Kiva. No, it's inaccessible to anyone to, to loads of people. That's it that's is. why it's accessibility for all. Yes. that should be should be the motto. It's not. It's not that we're over. It's it's only for one or two. It's not for one or two people. It's for countless people. And countless people. They're saying there's no lift to the main no passenger lift. area. Access is by a steep staircase only. God, you're lucky yeah. you don't have to abseil up the side of the ship. It is therefore unsuitable. This is the Irish ferry. It's unsuitable for a person with a disability, reduced mobility, or presume that's age as well, or young children on buggies. Yes, and it's also unsuitable for people who want to bring animals. There's no kennels, so you can't bring your dog anymore. There is a simple restaurant and bar, a basic shop, reception desk. Yeah. And they're, but they're, but they're, they're saying it's, um, it's an economy service. Is that reflected in the price? Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's still premium prices. So I typed it out this morning. It would be 400 and, oh no, sorry, it's, 376 euros each way mm-hmm. to go. So the prices have stayed the same. There's no difference in the price to go. And you see, I have a statement here from Irish Ferries, which, which, is, which is contradicting what you're saying. They're saying the Oscar Wilde is now on that route. So yesterday, the, when I got a message saying that we understand and appreciate... Um, the circumstances that the Norway is, pres- is presently on charter to the Irish ferries and is operating the route. The Norway will go into dry dock on the 25th for a period of time. During this period, the Oscar Wilde will return to the Rosslair Pembroke route. Now, when yeah. I tried to book this morning, Joe, yeah. I, I was getting, I could get the Oscar Wilde today, but tomorrow I can only get the, the Norway. And I also then tried to book my holiday for July. And when I go on in July, it's again the Norway. So but you see, Irish ferries, but Irish ferries, and, and this is their statement of today, the, the Rosslare Pembroke route is currently serviced by the Oscar Wilde, which offers accessible facilities. Well, it's want to, it's a modern ship, and as do most of our ships on our route network, including Dublin, it should be all of your ships. Dublin, Hollyhead, Ireland, France, Dover and Dover, Calais, where at times ships are route safety and operational requirements result in an inability to cater for specific passenger needs. That is highlighted on our website at the time of booking. You, are you saying it was in the small print? No, it's not in the small print when you go on. I printed it off this morning. Um, so if I want to go tomorrow on the Rasslayer at 8.45, it's economy fare only. Now, my husband was looking and it, has changed again since, and they're saying till the 31st of March, the Oscar Wilde will be running, while the Norway is in dry dock, and then it's back to the Norway after that. What are they saying? So the Norway is the new boat for that route. But it's not they a new that boat. It's not a new boat. No, they, it's not. They a bought new it boat off P and O. Used to be on a different route. It's it is. Pri- is it not primarily it a, a cargo ferry? Yeah, that's all it is. It's cargo. It was used in the eighties. It was used to go from Dublin to And are Irish ferries, are Irish ferries the only route, Rosslare Pembroke, the only carrier? They're the only carrier from Rosslare to Pembroke. Yeah, and Pembroke is very handy. It's and, a very handy one. When, when we travel, it's like 
hundreds of families with young kids. It's yeah. People heading over to Wales on holidays. It's, you know, and people with their animals, their dogs and the boat of the car. You know, there was always lifts. Before even the Oscar Wilde, it was the Blue Star one for years. And then the Oscar Wilde came in in June. I've been on the Oscar Wilde in October and June. A beautiful boat. Mm. And when that boat came in, they said that boat was going to be there for 20 months with a four-year extension plan and the choice to buy that boat for that route. And it hasn't been run in nine months and they've now changed to Norway for the Rothnair Pembroke route. Because given given the description that you've just given, and by the way, it is a, is a description that Irish ferries concur. They say there are no lifts, access is by a steep staircase. This could be four or five stories. A steep staircase, yeah. by the way, on a ship that could be moving, by the way, or from side to side or whatever, yeah. even in port. Uh, a steep staircase only. By, by the sounds of that, Rashidat Adeleki would have difficulty getting on that, and she's our greatest athlete. They're saying yes. it's 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 not it's not suitable for a person with disabilities, reduced mobility. I presume they mean the, those who are getting older might have to depend on a stick or whatever. Young children on buggies. So that's that's sixty yes. percent of the population. Yes, and also Irish ferries would have a lot of walk-on passengers. Like the Welsh and Ireland game the weekend, I was reading where a lot of the Welsh fans that wanted to come over to Ireland to watch the matches for the atmosphere here in Ireland mm-hmm. um, couldn't travel the boat because there's no foot passengers. Well, the, Nor- the Norbay is 30 years old. It was re- yeah. originally uh, built for the for Ned Lloyd from the Hall to Rotterdam route uh, as a massive tonnage. Um, it seems to be primarily a cargo ship. Um, yeah, in, exactly. in, in 2022... Sorry, in 2002, that's 22 years ago, Olivia, the, yeah. uh, they were replaced by newer ships. So in, 20, in 22 years ago, the Norbay became surplus to requirements for the Ned Lloyd line, and now they are positive to requirements for Irish ferries. Yes. 22 years after been told... Get off, the, you're not suitable anymore for this route. Yeah, yeah, it's shocking. Absolutely shocking. I was so angry and upset because we're travelling, as I said, three times a year. And it's just, it's so handy. Pack up the car, get on the boat. When we get to, mm-hmm. um, when we get to the other side, it's a 10-minute drive to where we're going. And they also state on their policy, they're accessible, accessible quality standard policy the Irish ferries are committed to doing our best everywhere yeah but I travel yeah but my understanding is there are now legal uh, legal requirements even we had it about these reverse fending machines the Irish one one of the I, I don't know if it was a wheelchair association another association came on and told us that those new reverse fending machines are breaking Irish law because they're not accessible to people in wheelchairs and there's no yeah. uh, facility on it for people who are visually impaired but anyway the Norbay was was designed uh, uh, was as a freighter um, Norbay and this is from the website of the history of the ship Norbay and her sister that's what you refer to ships do not have the passenger facilities of vessels on similar passenger routes though they still have basic facilities for tourist passengers and truck drivers on their present route 
Yeah. And you don't get yeah, any you don't all... get any reduction or any encouragement. I don't know how you would carry uh, up uh, f- physically without somebody slipping three floors, oh, and... four floors up a, a, through a ship. I read it's, it's a positively story that, dangerous. Um, uh, yeah, it is very dangerous. I read a story of um, on the reviews of a man and woman that went on, not knowing that it wasn't suitable for people with lim- limited mobility. Yeah. And they had an awful time and they complained and they got her up the stairs and there was no toilets available for her to use. She was completely humiliated. And just the more I've been reading about it, it's it's mm-hmm. shocking. Like it's just the boat has gone beyond the age twenty twenty four now. Okay, and Graham. Graham Tickle is in Waterford. Graham, good afternoon. Stay there, Olivia, please. Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Yes, mm-hmm. I was on the thing last uh, Tuesday. The thing is what the thing is the Nor- the Norway is the, Sorry, the Norway. Yeah. yeah okay. It's yeah. Not a nice boat. Well, tell us. Well, when I booked it, I booked it by the phone. Uh, I was late booking it, and I was told, I asked, is there a lift? Because I know what these type of ferries are like. Yeah. And was told specifically, yes, there's a lift. Okay. The first two flights of stairs up to the reception area, uh, you know, I'm 75 years old. They're quite difficult. Okay. Um, The only good thing, you've got the handrail you can grab either side. But when you take the 12 stairs, I think, from the reception area up to the cabins, they are dangerous. They're, the pitch of them and the um, the fall of them, they're incredible. Okay. I sort of went up a month on uh, all fours. Oh, my God. And, Graham, are you saying there is a limited lift on it? No, no, no lift at all. Oh, no lift. Oh, so there's no elevator. Just that we'll use that word just to. So there's no elevator, and you're saying when you, you ended up on all fours? On the last set of stairs, yeah, from the reception area up to the cabin. It's. Oh, no. As you get older, you get wary of the falling yeah. issues. So you, yeah. I, yeah. you couldn't reach across to grab another handrail. You had one hand on the okay. handrail, and you saw the other hand was leaning forwards, touching the stair in front of you. They're that steep. Um, wow. Not very pleasant. <laughs> and when you, and when, you, when, you, when you rang initially and said, is there a lift, is there an elevator, they said? Yes, there is. But there wasn't? No. Um, did you know it was it, an economy ship? Did you get a reduction in the price? Oh, absolutely not. No, okay. it was... Um, because I was late booking, it was 500 quid, just me, a car and a cabin each way. 500 euros return. Okay. Um, and there's no competition on that route, sure, there's not? Well, there, there is, but Stena oh, are having their own problems at the okay, moment yeah. as well. I, did, I don't think... Does Stena still do Rasler Pembroke? They Well, they do, but it's at the moment they sent... They got rid of their uh, Europe... Uh, Ferry last year, okay, and we had the Nordica on the route. That does have a lift, and then that's suddenly been sent up, you know, across the on the Dublin routes. And um, I think they they've they've had a few problems. They've actually brought the Europe back from Algeciras. It was working down there. Oh God, you're you're, you're full of information. Fair play, Graham. And Graham, well, how you, you, how else would you describe the Norway? It's it's thirty years old. It was yeah, taken it was taken I off think, its initial route twenty two years ago. 
Yeah. And, and it's now it's now on an Irish route with Irish ferries. Well, I've seen, I've seen less rust on the Titanic, Joe. And um, well, this uh, I'll, I'll tell was, you about the cabin. I made yeah. a mistake. There's lovely fresh linen duvet covers, and when I looked at the duvet underneath, I don't think even the dog rescue would accept them for their animals. Good luck. They were disgusting. And what about the food and the catering? Because it is a journey. Okay, well, this was the night crossing. It was um, two hours late, and I agree with what your previous lady said. I saw people trying to get up those stairs with push chairs, babies. Everyone's tired, but the food was okay. Just the standard, they do a breakfast um, when I was coming out, but I don't bother to eat when I went back because it was three o'clock in the morning. Okay, carpets, what was the, the decoration like? Not the best, let's put it that it, It's just tiny. The The reception area doubled as the duty-free shop, and it was literally smaller than the local shop. It, okay. But when you say when, when you, all these ships are regularly checked, so it is obviously safe. There's no issue there. I know you, you, you say some of the, some of the fittings. Like, what the, the lights, the chandeliers, is there any decoration on it? It is supposed to be a, a lot of, for a lot of people going on their holidays. No, none at all. You mentioned chandeliers. There was a big one on the Titanic, wasn't there? Yeah, keep, stop bringing up the Titanic, will you, Graham? <laughs> so, so to speak. It's a safe ship. It's it, a safe ship. It's just the conditions. And, yeah, and it but was, By the way, Graham, do you know much about ships? Did you see any, any possibility on that ship of putting in an elevator? Uh, I would imagine they could. Funny mm-hmm. enough, from the yes. reception deck down to the first car deck. They're, they're, I was sitting there watching and they lowered this little winch thing down. But okay. Yeah, they, you could you could put a, a lift in there somewhere, I would have thought. And what was the winch for? It was to uh, offload the rubbish. Okay. You weren't tempted, to, you weren't, you weren't tempted to hitch a, hitch a lift? I wish the I winch. could, yeah. Okay. I, I, I got quite worried about going back. I thought this is going to be okay. sort of two o'clock in the morning after a long drive up from Kent. Am I going to get up those stairs again? And how but did you... happily, I did. Okay, good man, good man. And you, 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 you're, you're, a, you're a, a frequent ship traveller, are you, Graham? I used to be. Yeah. yeah, I used to do maybe five to ten times a year. But I thought the cross. ships were getting better at the Oscar Wilde and. Oh yeah, the, I mean the the one that they brought in to replace that Blue Star, the Ulysses. Um, that was a fabulous boat. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, maybe, they, you know, it's a, pity, it's a pity Irish phrase won't come on and, and do the, say, like, we're stuck or, you know, it was a last minute or what happened. The ship is safe, obviously, but we're doing our best and we will try and sort something else. But the the world is in a state of chances at the minute, especially, I don't know what, to, I'm, I'm making all this up as I go along, but I'd love to hear the argument. OK, Graeme, thanks indeed. Oh, Olivia, what, what, what are the options now for you? So, the, well... The only options for me, I'm waiting. I, I sent them two more emails and I haven't heard anything back. I've asked them to call me. They haven't mm. replied. So the only okay. other option I'd have would be to go to Fishguard. Which, mm. If I went with Steneline, I'd go Steneline to Fishguard and then we'd have an hour drive on the other side. But my thing was, I'm travelling with them 20 years. Okay. And yeah, I, tra- yeah, yeah, I, like yeah, and I, I thought shipping... 
ferries especially given the hassle of going through airports and all that and that's what they that's what their ads say that's what they yeah. sell the product on they're a great product that's what they say but I would have thought the ferries would be, would be getting worse not regressing in terms of facilities they're all safe we know that ok Olivia good to meet you Margaret. that's Olivia Donovan and kind regards to Kiva and your family is in temporary joe at rt.ie Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Oh, it's 23 minutes past, so let's go to this quickly. Patricia, it's a missing violin. It's Sunday the 7th of January. It's outside Euston Station in Dublin. What time do you know, Patricia? Um, it's about 7.50, the pick-up in O'Connell Street, and oh, the drop-off then was about 10 past 8. At night time, night um, time, night time. No, 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 morning, okay, morning, okay. Well, that's, morning, well, well, that's morning. E- that's, even, that's even more important. At 7.50 yeah. on Sunday the 7th of January, a taxi picked up a young boy, a young man, with a, did he just have a violin or a knapsack? He had, or? You know, he, he, a knapsack and a violin. Okay, seven, uh, 7.30 on that Sunday morning, he goes up to Keys to Euston Station. And uh, what, does, what does your son remember about the journey or the chat with the taxi driver? You there, Patricia? 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 Okay, um, I can read what she's saying. She's saying that um, it was 7.50, it was th- that Sunday morning, uh, up f- 7.50, about 10 past 8, by the time you get to Houston Station. Um, the young man uh, got out. He had a triangle-shaped case with the brand ARS Music on it. Uh, it's a triangle-shaped case with a violin in it. I'll tell you why it's so important. Uh, on the front, in white font, and the handle of the case was broken. So he had a black Under Armour gym strap that he used to carry the violin over his shoulder. OK, what he remembers about the taxi? You're back there, Patricia. I am, I what am. Does he remember what, about the, yeah. what does he remember so he, about the taxi? He was chatting to the taxi man and okay. he's a middle-aged Romanian man. OK. And he's been in Ireland for about 20 years. Great. No defining characteristics. He wasn't wearing glasses. Okay. He, you know, he, he was an average guy, very friendly, uh, and they chatted along. Um, so that that's all. We have done absolutely everything. everything. And would you, what, what, a, what does your son remember about the vehicle? It was a, a small SUV. Yeah. Uh, he thinks it was Navy. Is okay. it a side Side door opening, you Sli- know, sliding like, door, sliding, sliding, door. yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 sliding door opening, and he said it could have been a, a Volvo or a Volvo type vehicle. Hmm. I don't think Volvo do them, but it's a Renault or a, no, a no. Brilliant. But anyway, they 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 are fairly a navy, a navy five seater. Okay, did he did he get this lovely man who was just middle aged man, been in Ireland twenty years, good good English. He thinks he was Romanian. Did he get his name? Eon. He said his Eon. Na- he felt his name was Eon. Okay. Yeah, Eon. And he didn't get any indication what part of the country he was living in. Because, you know, no. tax- taxi drivers in Dublin come from long distance, come from Wexford, Drogheda, Dundalk, Mullingar. They, they do. Yeah. They do. And we, 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 I've done absolutely everything. Like, it, it's not like the olden days where you had the lost and found property yeah, offices yeah. belong to the taxis. They don't exist. So you have to get onto TII or NTA, the National Transport Authority. Right. And, of course, they, they're all involved in everything. And, and you, you don't get any, any, any comeback. They tell you to go to the guards. 
Mm. And uh, you ring Clontoff, ring Swords, ring Blanchardstown. Because there are, ded- there are dedicated drop-off stations now. The last, yes. the last item we look for, we found it thankfully in Finglas Garda Station. Um, yeah, we've rang Finglas Garda Station. Okay. Yeah, rang Finglas. Now, rang. D- Patricia, would your whereabouts in the taxi did your son leave the violin? Well, I, I, I believe it was inside the taxi, like not not in the boot or okay. anything. Now, I'm just yeah, wondering, I mean, would the taxi driver have known that the violin was there as he drove off? I, I, I have no idea. And then the, I really, really then have the no possi- idea. Then the possibility is, and hopefully it didn't happen, that the next passenger got in and picked up the violin and left oh, with sure. it. I, it I, I could... Now tell us, the, well, tell us, tell us about the provenance of this violin because it's very important in your family. It's it's hugely important. There's two aspects to it. The the bow, my son, my eldest son, yeah. I'm a widow. My eldest son had spent all summer of his school holidays working to save up enough money to buy his brother the bow. Wow. And the violin itself was given by my husband, who is now dead, to his son. So it's, it's, and I promise to give a good reward to anybody who can come up with this violin, because it's more than a violin to us. It's, yeah, it's more than a piece of wood. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a Stradivarius, anything like that. Yeah, it's of yeah. no particular value to anybody. But to us, it is hugely valuable. See, I just... And by the way, it, it was paid in cash, wasn't it? So there's no Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. And he always taps things, you know. He, oh, yeah, but no, yeah, it I was know. paid in cash and it was hailed. So no receipts. You know, that's what has made it just absolutely ah, okay. so difficult. So difficult. See, I'm just wondering, did he on or Aon, this, this taxi driver, I'm just wondering, did he know that it was in... It was behind because those those there's now a barrier since covid and safety there's a barrier between the driver and the the passenger um would if if your son had left it on the ground would eon have been aware now it would be great even to hear from eon to say listen i was i was not aware and obviously someone else took it and then we can follow a different line of inquiry whatever find out where that person got out or whatever we think the next passenger um but yeah. it's it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It, it really, really is. I mean, I, as I said to you, and I've even gone on to Facebook and tried to um, uh, link into yeah. the Romanian community in Ireland to see if I could go at it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, between GPR and all the regulations, yeah, 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 yeah. it is so, so, so difficult. Okay, okay. Um, is he still keeping up his music? Well, he hasn't been well. That's why there's ah, been a okay. difficult since, ah, okay. since so, January, you know. So be but a, it, it, a, would be, it would be so, so good yeah. to get this back. I can't tell you what it would mean to ah, us. OK, I, get it. I fully understand what you're saying. So it would be a great boost if we could yes. get this violin back. OK, it's yes. Sunday morning, the 7th of January last. It's yes. Dublin. It's 10 minutes to 8 in the morning. Um, the taxi um, is... Uh, hailed in O'Connell Street goes up to the, the area of Euston Station um, the young man was talking to the taxi driver got his name Eon or Ion uh, Romanian uh, birth but living in Ireland uh, 20 years um, a middle aged man very friendly man no no distinguishing no glasses beard or whatever 
Um, and then he got out at uh, Euston Station and paid the fare in cash and uh, then realised, I presume, shortly thereafter, the the violin, which was in a case, a triangle-shaped case, with the brand ARS Music on the front in, a, in white, and the handle of the case was broken and it had a black Under Armour gym strap replacement that was used to carry the violin over his shoulder. Okay, it's a long shot at this stage, uh, Patricia. It, it is but, a long but, um, shot, but that's why I'm on yeah. to you. God bless so, you. God bless you. God bless our listeners and our tax our taxi drivers are normally brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They are. They they're, are. And, and this man was word. very friendly. Yeah, he said, right. you know, a oh, kind okay. man. Okay. Yeah, Patricia. Can I just? Yes. I was listening to your program and Anne and Chris. I just want to say to you that it's you know the HSE and all that that's going on. Yeah. I'm a nurse. 40 years ago, we had this problem where we had brain injuries in young men and we had no place to put them only into nursing homes. And 40 years later, it still exists. Okay. So my sincere sympathy to that woman. It is. Okay. It's. It is really. They really do need to look at it. Well observed, Anne. Well observed, Patricia. And we'll pass that on to Anne and Chris. Uh, thanks indeed, yeah. Patricia Rutledge, and kind regards to your son and and your family, Patricia. Joe at RT. Ie five one double five one text. Talk to Joe on oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 Another mystery bit of a completely different uh, quantum in nature. Elaine Crowley. Elaine, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good. What happened? So, Joe, I was just... Um, in August of last year, I was just... Um, on about my business. I was singing at a wedding and I collapsed. Okay. And then I started to take some seizures. Right. So from then... I was from the tour centre, I was moved to the hospital. They kept me in for a week. Mm-hmm. They started me on medication, but then decided to stop it. And then I took another bad seizure. I've taken a few seizures in between then. Okay. And then in October, I took another bad seizure that landed me in hospital again. And from then I've been taking one seizure a week. So it's debilitating at the moment, but I'm just hoping that somebody listening will be under the same problems that I'm having and they'll be able to share some life. So, Elaine, you've contacted us because, one, you have, have you, you've no diagnosis, is that correct? That's correct, yeah, no diagnosis. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a test to be done. It's an EEG. Yeah. And it has to be done over a certain amount of days. And to my knowledge, the only place that does it is Ballmount Hospital. So when I was talking to them in November, they said I'd be in in February. So when I rang them all excited in February about getting in to get a diagnosis, they told me it'd be another eight to ten months. Before you get a diagnosis? Before I get in to get this test done, yeah. Yeah. And how has it affected your life? Obviously the seizures are very distressing. But can you drive? Can you go out on your... No. So I can't drive. I actually feel like I'm a burden on people now at this stage, Joe, because... Everywhere mm. I go, I have to arrange a lift to be collected and brought home. Yeah. Um, anyone that goes out with me needs to know a care plan, to know what to do if I take the seizure and, you know, mm-hmm. if I need to bring an ambulance and stuff. And then and because I, I live down the country, so I don't have a good bus route. Yeah. So in order to get a job, I have to get one on my husband's walk route. Okay. He'll be able to collect me. Because the biggest fear about getting a job 
if, if I take a seizure at work, I need somebody to be able to come and collect me. Yeah. And can you be in the, in your own home on your own, Elaine? Um, generally, I don't usually be. If I'm at home alone, um, usually the next door neighbour would know or my husband would be on a short walking day or he'd ring me every, like, every two hours or so. So usually I come down to my parents' house and stay with them. Well, obviously we have to defer to medics in this, but what do the medics say so far? Like, they've been great so far. Like I, I've been so lucky that in the last the last time that I took the seizure in October, I actually got to see a neurologist because the, I know the waiting list for them was like two to three years. Okay. So they're just um, not saying much because the brain is so complex. Mm. They're waiting for the results of these tests. But do you find, insofar as you know, because I presume you can't remember the seizures, are you very, are you exhausted after the seizures? Do you have to... Exhausted, yeah. Like two days afterwards, like you're just, it's like a bus is after hitting you. Yeah. But other people who've had epilepsy, if they said to you, and again, they can't, we, we have to go by the medics, but do they say, Elaine, what you have seems to me is what I have, which is epilepsy? No, like the only people, like, Sometimes people are saying to me, I can't believe I don't have any medication at all. Mm. Because you're seizing like once a week. But no, they haven't said anything like, like I'm an epileptic and your your seizures look like mine or nothing. Has one seizure a week and your GP? Mm. The GP is doing the best he can, but he can't, he can't prescribe any medication. It can only come from a consultant. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I've had, I had like... Christmas, I had flights to go to London, and I couldn't mm. go there because I can't fly. The worry. And then we're due to fly, yeah, we're due to fly to Tennessee in March. So I rang the epilepsy nurse to see mm. would she recommend me flying, and she was like, no. So we changed the flights till August, and then she tells me yesterday um, that we don't have the test done by August that she wouldn't recommend it. But she's not saying don't go; she's just saying she wouldn't recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about, yeah. is there, is there, there must be an Irish Epilepsy Association, is there? Well, see, there is, but I, I haven't actually been diagnosed I know, with epilepsy. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, I don't want to be giving myself the wrong information. I know, I know, I know. Do you know, or saying that I have this or this and, you know, walking myself up and then... But, did you, but, but where you put on medication that, that, that is used to treat epilepsy? It was, I was put on Keppra. Okay. And that would be given to treat epilepsy and seizures. And what happened? I took another bad seizure, so they thought that maybe it wasn't agreement. Yeah. And like, there, there has to be somebody out there that has something like this, Joe. Like, definitely, there has to be. Yeah, but it's not the way to get a diagnosis, is it? Really, it's isn't not, it? But, you know, even if somebody, like, even if somebody rang into you and said, oh, I was like that lady, and a year later I got sorted, or, you know, mm. I never got sorted again. Like, anything at all is better than no nothing. I know you're desperate. That's what you're saying. You're desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, do people, if you if if you were on public transport and you did have people, would call an ambulance? Is not people's reaction to? Well, that would be my reaction. You know, yeah, if yeah, I saw yeah. you on the bus and you took, I think, oh god, I better ring nine 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 here. But like because my seizures are so often, the neurologist has told me like there's a certain plan in place. You know, like I need to be seizing more than like six minutes, mm-hmm. and. You have to watch that you don't bite your tongue and stuff. So if I don't do any of those, I don't, don't need an ambulance. But okay. if I get the ambulance, then I'm charged a hundred euro every time I'm brought to A and E. Okay. Well, I don't need to be. 
You see, I feel yeah. I even feel odd asking you because it's not my not my baby week. How long the seizures last? Uh, well, my seizures last anything from a minute to five minutes. Okay. Mm. And do you have any so memory that, of them afterwards? Um, no, not really. Like sometimes when I'm taking a seizure, I can hear you talk, but I can't talk back to you, so I can't let you know if I'm okay or anything. It's just like you can't go anywhere. Like I spoke to see Sister Act there last week and I couldn't go because of the strobe light and stuff. I was just worried, yeah. Hmm. But it's not fair. Like you don't want to be ruining other people's minds either, do you know? If you can prevent it, like... And when you say you have you have one a week, Elaine, is it... Um, yeah. Is, is it... Dave, is there any is there any pattern to it? No. No. It'll be any day. You know the way people say, you know, yeah. epilepsy, I haven't been sleeping mm-hmm. well, or... Yeah, no, nothing. And it doesn't matter, like, sometimes it might be in the morning, sometimes it could be in the afternoon, sometimes it could be in the evening. Yeah. No, there's no... And no history I in the family? No. Okay. So, I was just perfectly healthy when I was 39. I thought I'd never be 40. Yeah, yeah. And then when I turned 40, I was just like... And can you keep? I know you're working as a, a an SNA, a sub SNA in a local school. Can mm. you can that continue? Um, no, it can. If, if there's work there, it can. But that's down in Dublin, so it means that I'd have to stay in Dublin Monday to Friday, mm. so I can get to work. And because I don't drive, like if I other than that, I could drive up and down. But when I don't have that luxury, yeah. I can. So what's your mm. next step? You just have to wait to get into a consultant. Next step is to wait and try and get into Beaumont. Like as I say, that's the only place I'm aware of that does this test. Um, I haven't actually looked if I cross border or anything. And then, well, what are the, what's the time frame insofar as you know for Beaumont? Eight to ten months. Yeah. yeah. And then, like when I have this test done, Joe. This might come back clear and show nothing at all. Yeah, I know, but that's we, we have you to know, wait and see. Probably, yeah. like you're looking at ten months, and you might even get a diagnosis, so you're you're still kind of in limbo. What would the harm be in making contact with the epilepsy epilepsy Ireland? Um, I don't you'd be, know, I'm a, you'd be asking them the same questions you're asking the listeners today, aren't you, Elaine? But, well, yeah, like I'm looking for anybody, even that hasn't been diagnosed with epilepsy but has just been taking the seizures that just randomly came on the way minded mm. you know like I'd love to know if somebody took these and they got the EEG and it came back clear like, were they able to go back driving or you know yeah but would it, would it not be different is it not is not the problem it's, 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 case, it's different for everybody case. yeah it is yeah yeah okay and as you say you live you live in Worry. I live down the country, yes. Yeah, and I live down the country, so like getting about on public transport wouldn't be as easy. Yeah, as but I'm saying it's, it's that worry hanging over you all the time that the you're going time. to have another seizure. Yes, because no matter where I go, I have yeah. to think who's with me, who's going to look after me. Um, and then I say, I obviously feel like I'm a burden. Yeah. And like people are like people are very kind and I know they they've are, been yeah. very generous. Yeah, yeah. And like everyone's like, oh, you're not a burden, but. When you're the person looking for the help and the lift the whole time, you can't help but fail. Yeah. Do you know? 
Okay, stay, stay, stay with us, Len. We'll be back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. The main response we're getting, Elaine, from people is to... and the, it's, they're, they're really upset that, about the delay... But they're saying that they found even people they found the epilepsy epilepsy Ireland of immense help, immense help. Um, even in just talking to them, they have a you can just uh, ring them obviously and have a chat. Would you would you consider that? Oh, absolutely! I'd consider anything at this stage. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and remember, the ep- epilepsy Ireland have been around for sixty years. They've been there since nineteen sixty six. You know what I mean? So they have a lot of uh, research, yeah. a lot of experience under their belt. And I know you want, and we all want, and there's no, there's no point in me trying to, to, to get, at, get at the cause. I'm not at all qualified. Um, but maybe even someone in the epile- Epilepsy Ireland will be able to tell you how to move yeah, around. There'll be no harm, I'll definitely look into it. You know, yeah. I'd look, look into any avenue at this stage. And your health up to this, this is this is why you're in shock, I think, Elaine. Uh, one of the okay. reasons your health up to this was so good. Yeah. And by the way, when you we say you were it. you were singing at a wedding when it happened, are you a wedding yeah. singer? I was singing with a choir. So that morning the okay. choir were there rehearsing. I was like looking back at the videos from the rehearsal. I was perfectly like, didn't look sick, wasn't feeling sick. Was totally like bouncing around, having a good laugh. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just felt sick, and that and was you've it. and you've no memory of what happened, to you? No. Okay. Like I know everything that happened because I've got People, a detail. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, day, yeah. Like, yeah. And then you know, it's just so frightening to know that it's the, it's the unknown, yeah. fear of the unknown, because yeah. like you don't know where, like where will you be, where will you go? And then you feel anyway. you keep saying this to me. You feel a burden. Um, because like even if I go to the shop like I've been in Tesco's with my husband yeah. and like I'd be going to the checkout and I could feel the seizure coming on like he has to then like make sure that there's somewhere for me to like lie down or sit down so I can take the seizure and yeah yeah. and like sometimes as well like I took one in the city centre in the Ilex centre there before Christmas and like nobody even came over to see if he okay do you know because like, he was trying to like hold me up because there's nothing around yeah do you know and it's just so just like it puts you off on anyway. Like the two options I have are to just sit in and do nothing until they take the seizures, or try and keep some normality, and you know put plans in place. It's just now that's just now that are so frequent and they're definitely every week. Hmm. But you don't know the day. Like if even if you knew they were every Thursday, you could just stay in every Thursday. But the fact that they're any random day. Yeah. Yeah. You know just. It's debilitating and depressing at the same time. But then at the same time, yes, you need to be thankful for what you do have because I do have a lot of good things. I have good people to help me and good family, good husbands, you know. So I have to just remember the good things. That's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Elaine. Um, it's it's a very difficult situation, and I feel I know that worry. I can feel. Sorry, I don't. I know, and it was a worry that that we came across last week with the women, who were post uh, breast cancer, and they were saying, "I keep worrying about it coming back." So you have that burden as well, and you keep yeah. worrying about when the next seizure. When was your last seizure? Do you mind me asking? Friday. Okay. Yeah. And where were we at home or? 
I'm not home. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah. But it's just it takes so much out of you then, you know. I know, Elaine, I know. Do you know? Okay, um, we we'll we'll keep in touch. Um, but I I do strongly recommend I do strongly recommend contacting the uh, they call it Epilepsy Ireland and they have a great website. I will. Okay. I guess I'll get in touch. Okay, Elaine. Please, 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 God, every, thanks so much for that. Yeah, please, God, everything will go. We'll go. Uh, Brilliant. Thank thanks. you so much. Thanks indeed. Thanks Bye. indeed. But back to the to the violin and the missing violin. Patricia Rutledge. Yes, that's me. I want to give you. Um, you, you mentioned the man's name was Ian. Ian, I thought Ian, you said. Yeah. Well, his name, yeah. his name, his name is Ian, and his name is Ian Stimzu. Right. Um, and he has the violin. Oh my god! Oh my god! He has Can the violin. Can you give my contract? Can course, you give my contact course. dealings? Of course, of course. Oh God bless you! He just, God bless you! God bless him. He just phoned in a few minutes. I know. I don't know what the background is. Apparently he's yes. very shy, but he said he has the violin. He remembers your lovely son. Um, he's currently, he's in his taxi at the minute with passengers. So he can't yes. talk because the passengers are in a hurry somewhere. But he's adamant uh, that he has he has the violin and that we will uh, repatriate it ASAP. Oh, that is super news. Isn't it good you news? See, yeah. you, you see, all my calling calling around to the NTA and the ITI and all of these, uh, TII, all these places, has has, has proven fruitless. Yeah. So you're the only man for the job. Sorry yeah. to tell you that. Okay, well. You're uh, great. You're not great. at all, it's a listener. But Ian was listening I, in his taxi and I rang a bell with him and he, he's adamant he hasn't. Now, I, I, obviously we haven't travelled out to Ian's house yes, to, of course, to of check course, it. No, but but uh, yes, Shane, Shane who, was, who was talking to him there and the, 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 the I think one of the producers was talking to him are very happy that he has the violin. So we hope to get it back to him within the next 24 hours. Oh, thank you so much. And it should and, be, and, and it should be playing you again. Great, your son great. should be your son should be playing like <laughs> Nigel Kennedy and Nigel Kennedy in a in a oh, few please weeks. Oh God! Oh please God! Yeah, no, it's a prized possession. Prized and I, possession. And, and I hope it gives him the lift that he he deserves, Patricia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And that little girl with her epilepsy. Oh, will you ask good. her to? Will you ask her to think about it getting an epilepsy dog? Okay, which well, hasn't been so diagnosed, the, you see, Patricia. That's she true. hasn't been diagnosed, that's no. true. I didn't hear that part of the story, yeah. Because mm. they, they, they really are good, you know. They alert you yeah, before know, it yeah. happens yeah. and then and then you sit down. Yeah, and I've seen them, I've should, seen them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, well, Look, there's Epilepsy Ireland. But anyway, we will... Um, Joe, we will start you're a national with, uh, treasure. Not, a national not, treasure. No, Ian, Ian, Ian is, and you're, you're the treasure. The callers are the treasure and the privilege. Uh, Patricia, we will uh, keep in touch now non-stop this afternoon to make sure we get that violin back. And thanks to Ian Stimzu for contacting us. Great, great work. Thanks, Patricia. And again, kind thanks. regards to you and your son and, and your family. That's Patricia thanks and the violin so is back, which is great news. Ronnie Walsh, I don't know, Ronnie, can we help you? I doubt it. It's Ishka Aaron. What happened, Ronnie? Hi, Joe. Yeah, well, I suppose um, we, we, we run a small fitness centre there in Rathout and um, we got hit with a bill last year for €18,899. And um, our previous... For what? For what? For what? For, for water usage, they say. Are you, are, but, you um, opening, are you opening the sluice gates of Arden to crush it? 
But now I wish we were, you know, like, but unfortunately, like, I think it, when people think gym, they probably think swimming pool, showers and all that sort of stuff. But we basically have one toilet, which is, you know, probably like a glorified port You know, it's that size. It's only small. But, um, yeah, they say the usage was, was that amount and, and they won't come out to assess it. But they've, they've shut us off with water and um, yeah. they've left us without anything at the, for the time being. And uh, it's, yeah, it's quite frustrating for us and our members and and yeah. everything at the moment. So, so we're so hang on. Or, so you're you're adamant Victoria Falls, Powers Court Waterfall is not relocated has not been relocated to Ratoth. No, okay. and we can barely get water in the village as it is. So yeah, I, know, I, I don't loads. think we're gonna get yeah, I don't but, think we're gonna be overloaded with that much water. So what do we air and say the previous bill for the previous year was how much? About a thousand. They came in estimated at just over a thousand euros. Okay, so uh, well, do you, but well, hang on. If it's estimated, are they saying you you always arrears? No. So what they what they're saying is that the bill for the, the following. So we had a couple of estimations back to back, and then we had an actual. But the estimations were quite close together anyway. Okay. But then the actual reading was four thousand. Um, I'm not sure the way the meters get read, but it's four thousand units over what the previous was, which is. A phenomenal amount of water, um, and and we certainly wouldn't be using that for our usage. We're like we're a small private studio, um, and we well, wouldn't what, have well, that. Hang on, well, well, then tell me if you're small, you can tell me how many taps you have, how many showers you have, how many. Tell me. Oh, we just have one toilet and one sink. That's it. That's it. That's it. A shower. Have you a shower? No shower. No no swimming pools. No jacuzzis. Nothing fancy. You know so. Um, yeah, and but the problem we had was that nobody came out to identify this. No, nobody, nobody came out to have and a long, look. Well, and well, hang on, how long have you got to pay for it? So, well, they they told us at the time that they were demanding it, the full balance paid before they'd look into it, um, which, which clearly was 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 an awful lot for us to try and even think about. And then nobody would come out to look at the the setup that we had. Nobody would come out to even have a look at the issue. But but they would send somebody out on three occasions for disconnection um, to to disconnect and and remove the the meter itself. Um, but they would never come in towards the premises or, or to come out and, and open conversation with ourselves. Um, so but I, I just feel like we're we're kind of we're in a rock and a hard place here because like obviously we don't massively need the toilet to run the gym, but we do need it for. Yeah, you do. Uh, hang on. Hang on. You do. You do. You do. You do. You know, well, we feel like um, we we feel like um, like our, our female clients in particular. You know, we we do a lot of pre and postnatal stuff, so so it's important for some of our female clients as well to maybe have somewhere. Okay, that they, I, they can I know, go. I know, we should air and are advertising at the minute for a load of jobs. I wish they'd advertise for a, a press officer to come on live line and answer some of the know, questions. Well, it's no big deal. They're very hard to say. get hold of, and they wouldn't, no they wouldn't speak to it's us no at all. Big deal. They wouldn't speak to Ishka us at Aaron, all. Ishka Aaron does not comment. What are you sure comment? Well, we do not comment on individual place. customers' account. Please be sure we're committed to working with customers experiencing difficult pain. Oh, you scared operates collection server contacts non domestic. Are you are you a domestic customer or non domestic? You're domestic, are no, you? No, non domestic. Well, I think we're non. Well, I'm not sure okay. if we're under the non domestic because we're business. You know, in the event then, of non payment, oh, here it gets, gets heavy here. You know, get, get yourself a glass of water there, Ronnie, if it's not too expensive. In the event of non payment, we endeavour to make contact in line with CRU regulations via numerous channels and seek engagement regarding the debt overdue. Disconnections are only pursued as a last resort when all other methods of arrears repayments uh, have uh, been exhausted. And then. Where was the where was the letter or the email I saw earlier on from another uh, WTF Borgers saying he's sick, sore, and tired of um, the water being cut off without notice in that particular area? So 
Do you get is the water cut off often where you are? You're not not enough. You with a bit of radiant grand. Well, well, this is the thing. We actually are. You know, we're off more than we do across the year. We, we've we've a lot of shortages. A lot of the business in the areas, the local coffee shops, the restaurants, the hairdressers, they're forever closed. And 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 this is the thing. Then I'm getting hit with this eighteen thousand euro bill that they're expecting me to pay before they'll move forward. Plus, they've added a five hundred euro fee for disconnection and a five hundred euro fee for reconnection oh, before they'll even it. open up further talk. So uh, Adam Thomas, Adam Thomas is in uh, Ratout and getting me. He emailed us. I run the WTF burger. The water to the restaurant has been shut off about eighteen times in the last year. The water went off yesterday at five pm. I received a notice at six ten pm telling me an hour and ten minutes later that it would be shut off. It was shut off an hour and ten minutes previously. We have three tanks of water, which gives us the ability to serve six, 60 customers. After that, we're done. One yeah, evening, yeah. we received an online review saying the toilets wouldn't flush, no hot water in the taps. So in other words, we got a bad review because they had no water. It's Even affecting all our business in different yeah. ways. You know, like from lack of service to overbilling. Like the problem I have is you've probably all seen the post office um, the debacle in the UK where people have, are forced to pay bills and their businesses are closed. And that's where we're at now. If we're forced to pay this bill, like we'll have to let staff members go or possibly close the gym down. And that's where we're at at the minute now. And this, is, mm. this has been how stressful it's been over the last year or two since we got the bill. But they've had like months and months. We got this bill in November 22. And they've had that time, and I've been in constant contact with them, and not once have they sent somebody out. And there's nobody that looks after individual accounts like this that are in, um, that, that mm. obviously have a clear and obvious error on them. There's no one person that they have that they can attach to these accounts or come out and look at areas like Rathout with the terrible water systems that we have um, and have an account manager with the local businesses that can help us okay. to figure out how we can resolve all our issues. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and we've had other... Um other complaints about that area too but anyway we'll keep in touch uh, Ronnie keep in touch um, uh, the good news about the violin thanks to the people who called in including Eileen McDermott thank you Eileen for offering a violin which is a magnificent gesture but I'm conscious I'm aware and I, I, this violin is back but there isn't there a school in Crumlin a wonderful school that uh, encourages people to students to take up music and I'm sure they're always looking for uh, instruments I'll, I'll get the details on sound Cara Hair research John Riley producer Shannon Gorman and Ray Darcy's next 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie 